Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Morning, everybody. How are we doing today? This is Pastor Mary Ann. I'm Pastor Bruce. Uh, we pastor here in Bertha, Colorado. It's good to have you with us this morning. And uh, we're going to get into prayer school. We're going to talk about uh, prayer this morning. I, if I'm not mistaken, this is our fifth installment of uh, talking about prayer. So do yourself a favor and uh, get your Bible out and go ahead and, and open up. Um, we're going to go to John chapter 16, verse 23, and uh, we'll just get into the Word this morning. I'm not sure, you know, where you're watching from. Obviously, we're in Colorado, and right now is, uh, spring is happening. Uh, spring in Colorado is getting large amounts of snow. <laughs> I think last week uh, we had several yeah. storms that came in. We probably had one storm. We got about eight inches of snow. The other storm, we got about 10 and of course, it evaporated and went away in a couple of days. And then last night, I guess we've gone into the rainy time. And so we're going to have rain now for a couple of yeah. weeks. And then it's going to get semi-arid. It's going to get real dry out here, be in the 90s and flirt with 100 degrees and with, you know, maybe 25% humidity. So uh, we're enjoying the rain. I hope it's uh, nice where you're at and the flowers are starting to bloom and things are starting to green up for you. Yes, it has. So let's jump into the word. Uh, first, we're going to have to trust the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that the word of God is spiritually understood. Well, what's that mean? Well, actually, this book is written to your inner man. Uh, this book is written to that part that God created inside of you, your eternal spirit. And so it's a spiritual book. And so it can't be, it can't be understood intellectually to the degree that you know what it says. Your intellect gets stimulated with the knowledge of the word when you start believing it in your heart. Amen. So it's, it's, it's the reverse. Some people want to know before they believe, but the knowing comes after you believe. And so we're just going to believe the word today. You know, I made a, a declaration years ago and uh, I determined that whatever the word of God said, regardless of whether I understood it or not, I was going to believe it. And wow. It has just helped me immeasurably. Amen. You know, yes. I go by the motto that God is smarter than me. Amen. And so if he's going to tell me something in the word of God, guess what? I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him that even though I can't uh, determine from my senses and what I see and what I've experienced and what other people have told me, even though I can't, ex you know, understand it with those factors of my intellect, I'm going to trust God, and whatever he says, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to be like a little child. And uh, that's when things start happening yes. in your life. That's when growth begins in our lives. And so let's, uh, let's be kids this morning. Let's play in God's sandbox today. Let's allow him to speak to us. Uh, let's allow him to show us some things, and let's put him to work. Amen, yes. Does that sound good? All right, let's go ahead. Let's bow our heads in reverence to him. Father, we want to thank you that right now we have an opportunity. 
Right now, we're separating ourselves from the world in its way of doing things and its influence. And right now, we're coming under the sound of your voice. And you told us in the word that you speak to us in this hour, in this dispensation, through your son, Jesus Christ. And because Jesus is the word, he is the word made flesh. And this is his published word. And so we believe right now we're coming under the sound of the voice of Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, and our brother. And so we choose to believe what the word of God says this morning. We choose to forsake having to understand before we believe. We're going to believe first, and then I thank you that understanding comes next. I say in under the sound of my voice that each individual has the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the word of God. And I say that each one of us, that the eyes of our spirit are being enlightened that we may know. Just begin to thank him for that right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We will hear things today that will enhance our our knowledge of you, that knowledge that emanates from our heart. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, this is prayer school. And uh, I want you to open up to John chapter 16, verse 23. And we have uh, decided to begin prayer school um, talking about the prayer of faith. Now, we've already explained multiple times that there are different kinds of prayer. And so right now we are determining what the rules that govern the prayer of faith to to cause us to have success in praying this type of prayer. Understand that the prayer of faith, also known as the prayer of petition, is something that an individual desires, wants or needs. And we find out from the word of God that it's the will of God for us to have it, or should I say in a better way, that Jesus has already provided it for us through the great plan of redemption. Remember, he redeemed us from the curse that was on the earth, but then in his place, he's given us the blessing of Abraham. And so we have many things that are already ours. In fact, everything that we need in life has already been provided for us through Jesus Christ. But just because it's given, doesn't mean that we're going to enjoy the benefits of it. We have to receive it. Remember, and religion doesn't teach us this, there's two sides to every blessing. Number one, there has to be a giver of the blessing. Yes. And that's God. And he's already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But now there also has to be The other side to that equation, there is a giver, and that's God, and he gives us all things to enjoy, and they are given to us by grace, or could we say they are given to us as a gift, but then there has to be a receiving end. How many of you know that I can be lavish with all sorts of presents, but until I unwrap those presents and receive them for myself, I'll never enjoy those gifts. And it's the same way with the things of God. God is never withholding from us. Don't let anybody tell you that. It's not the nature of God. He's given us all things to enjoy. And he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now it's up to us to receive them. And so this prayer of faith is an individual that sees that God has met a need that they have in their life. And so they're going to ask him for it through prayer. 
So this prayer is me or you asking the Lord for something that Jesus has already provided. And then you are the one that believes by faith that it's now yours. And then you're the one who receives it. Amen. You're asking, you're doing the believing, and then you're doing the receiving. So this is a prayer that is meant for the individual Amen. and yes. their relationship with God. You can see what Jesus said here in John 16, 23. He says in the, in the latter part of verse 23, he says, whatever you shall ask the Father in my name. So we go to the Father in prayer and we're asking in Jesus' name. It says that he, the Father, will do what? He will give it you. We need to get that settled. Amen? Amen. Yes. In the 24th verse, he says, Up to now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and what happens? You will receive, right? In order that your joy may be full. Amen. Notice that Jesus is telling us that I'm doing the asking, I'm doing the believing, and I'm doing the receiving. So that's the kind of prayer that we're talking about. Yes. And so the first step is determining what you want from God. And be particular about it. Number two, we need to find scriptures that promise that we can have what we desire, what we want, what we need. Look what Jesus said in John 15, 7. This is Jesus speaking. He says in verse 7 of John 15, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. See, it's, it's not just a matter of being a Christian that determines whether God's going to answer my prayer or not. No, I also have to have his word abiding Amen. in me. And that's talking Amen. about in our heart. Yes. Because that's going to be the soil that's going to bring the fruit of that word seed to pass in our life. So he's saying, when you abide in me and my words abide in you, when the Bible abides in you, that, that you can go to scripture and you can say, look here, Lord, this is what you said is mine. I'm asking you for this now. And you begin to quote scripture, showing him that that is his will because his word is his will. Amen. Yes, so look at this. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and who receives it and it shall be done unto you. So that's really the prayer of faith. So the first step is you, you desire, you, you determine what you want to receive from, from the Lord. Don't ask for a blessing. That's so general. I mean, how's he going to answer that? He's already blessed us with all Amen. spiritual blessings in heaven, heavenly places in Ephesians 1, 3. We're already blessed. Amen, yes. Right? What part of the blessing do you want to receive? So, so dial it in. Get, get uh, particular with what you want. Amen? And then the next step is, number two, you're going to find Scripture. I said you're going to find Scripture. Understand that the entire kingdom of God operates on seed time and harvest. Now, many, many Christians don't understand that when we pray... Really, what we're doing is we're sowing a seed in our heart. Yeah. That's why he says, he tells us, 
Oh, let me just read it to you. Look at Luke 17, 6. Luke 17, 6. It says that the Lord said that if you had faith, and notice what he calls it. He calls it a, a seed. Understand that you can use the word faith and the, and the word, uh, word of God or Bible interchangeably. So if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed or if you had the word of God as a grain of mustard seed, understand that when you're standing, on, standing by faith, really you're standing upon the word. And the reason that, that, the, that faith and the word of God are synonymous terms because it tells us in, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So that means when I have the word of God, I have faith. And when I have faith, I have the word of God. You see how you can use them interchangeably? When it says that, well, I'm standing by faith. Well, really what I'm saying is I'm standing on the word of God. Amen. I'm standing on the promise of God. Amen. I'm trusting what God has said to me, and I take it as mine. Amen. Amen. And that, 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 that helped me when I learned that. Because I kept yes. thinking faith was so intangible and, and was kind of a mystery to me. But when I found out that it's, it's part of the word of God, yes. and you can use those words interchangeably, it just helped me immeasurably. Just like when we read from in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says that now faith is. Well, you could say now the word is. The word is the substance of things hoped for. The word is the evidence yes. of things not seen. You see how that just changes the whole meaning of that verse? Mm -hmm. So anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm sorry, where were we? I, I, got, I interrupted myself. <laughs> we're in Luke. <laughs> oh, we're in Luke. There you go. So we have faith or the word of God, and it's like a seed. Amen. Now we know from the, the parable of the sower that our heart, our inner man, that part that's been recreated by Jesus Christ through the new birth. That's where the word of God is sown. Amen, yes. It's sown in our heart. How? By hearing. Mm -hmm. It is sown in our heart. And then by acting on what you believe, acting by faith is what causes that seed to not only be germinated, but to produce that word in our life. It really gets transferred from the unseen realm into the seen physical realm. So he says that if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted into the sea and it should obey you. So understand, That's awesome. in order for me to have a harvest, or an answer to my prayer, I've got to have a word seed to produce it. And so that's why step number two is, is that you've got to have a scripture for what you're asking for. If you don't have a scripture, you don't have a seed. And if you don't have a seed, you're not going to have a harvest. You're not going to produce something from that unseen realm and have it birthed or manifested into this seen world. Now, think of it this way. Could you imagine a farmer that has acres and acres of ground? And uh, this time of year out here in Colorado, you know, the farmers are preparing their ground. Yeah. Uh, they're out there, you know, I don't know what they do. I'm not a farmer. 
but I drive past <laughs> farms, okay? That's, that's my... And you see them working. <laughs> and I see what they're doing out there, creating a bunch of dust. But they're, they're, they're preparing the soil. Amen. They're yeah. softening it. Some of them are fertilizing it, right? What are they doing? They're preparing it for the seed. It's all about the seed. They want the ground broken up so that ground will accept, you know, the water from whatever, what little rain we get or from the irrigation yeah. water that they're going to irrigate it with. You know, the, everything's about preparing that soil for the seed. Now, what would you think of a farmer that spent all spring preparing his field, but he doesn't put a seed in it? <laughs> well, we in the natural we go, well, that's ridiculous. Yes. You know, no farmer would expect a harvest from his ground, even though he prepared it, if he doesn't put a seed in it. Come on. Come but on. do you know that we Christians do that all the time? Yeah. It's good. You see, we think God's going to answer our prayers just because we have a need. Oh, I got a need. Oh, wow, wow. You know, we get all <laughs> emotional about it. And, you know, we, we think God's going to respond to us mm -hmm. because we have a need. Well, to, truth be told, come on. he's already seen our need. Mm -hmm. He saw it 2,000 years ago. He's got and he <laughs> sowed a seed. His name is Jesus. Amen. Did you notice that Amen. Jesus was buried in the ground? Hello. Come on. He is the eternal seed. He was buried for you and I. And when he was oh, resurrected wow. from, the, wow. from the dead, he brought a harvest of, for every individual Ooh, glory. That's awesome. on, this ball of, you, of this, on this ball of dirt. Yes. Amen? Amen. And the same is true today. If I want to produce something that I need, and I, I have to find a seed. Too many of us, we pray and ask God for things, but we don't have a seed. We don't know of one scripture that shows us that Jesus purchased that for us, and now we have a truth that we can stand upon and say, look, Lord, here's where you provided this for me. I accept that now, and I'm asking according to this scripture, and so now I know that you're hearing me because I'm asking according to your will. Yes. I'm asking according yes. to your word. And now that seed gets germinated in your heart because that word that you found, you put it into your heart by believing it, and then when you ask the Lord according to that word seed that's in your heart, that seed is now in the ground, and it will germinate, and it will grow and it will manifest something from this realm that is unseen and bring it into the now in this physical realm Amen. for you to enjoy. Amen. Amen. And so you got to have a seed. That's exactly how we were born again. Remember 1 Peter 1.23? It said, being born again, not of a corruptible seed, not from a seed of this world, of the physical realm. But he says it's an incorruptible seed, meaning that it's from the realm of the spirit. Things of the spirit are eternal. They will never pass away, and neither shall the word of God. It liveth and it abideth forever. Glory to God. And so when we get this incorruptible seed, 
We hear that seed, faith comes, we begin to believe it. That's what places that word into, our, into the ground of our heart. But we must release the, the power that's in that seed. We have, to, we have to release its creativity by faith. You know what's awesome? You understand that the things of this world are a reflection of those things that are unseen, that are in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And so God has given us a, a natural seed. The Bible talks about the mustard seed. And the mustard seed is probably one of the smallest seeds, seeds. there are. Yeah. But understand that that one little seed, that one little kernel, that one little grain, that one little seed inside of it, it has the creativity to reproduce itself. Now, to me, my mind can't wrap, I can't wrap my mind around that. In fact, they, they said that they have uh, unearthed some tombs of some great people that, that have died hundreds and hundreds of years ago, pharaohs. And in these tombs, they would, they would put a lot of artifacts in around them to honor them in their burial. And sometimes they have unearthed these burial tombs and they have found um, containers full of seeds. And they have actually taken that natural seed and, and, and sowed it, watered it, cared for it, and that creativity that was still in that natural seed still produced and created a plant. And on that plant was, was a multiplication of just that one seed. Yes. Now, when we understand that naturally, you see, this is why Jesus taught us with natural examples. We call them word pictures. He would, he would a lot of times, he would talk about the farmer because the word of God is a, is a seed and it has to grow just like a natural seed has to grow. Well, he gave us those examples so you and I can start to begin to see how you and I can operate in this unseen yes. realm. And so the word seed, the Bible works the same way. Look, it says that we've been born again, not of a seed that perishes, not by a seed that, that doesn't last for very long, but it is incorruptible. Do you know that, oh, oh my goodness. There, there were several, this is several years ago. I had an area of my life that I wasn't really happy about. <laughs> you got a, an area of your life that you're not happy about? Come on. And, and I know that it contradicted, what I was experiencing was contradicting what I knew that God had provided for me through Jesus Christ. And so I, I guess I was kind of having a pity party, you know, when I, I, you know, I was talking to the Lord about it and I'm going, you know, why, why don't I have this? Why hasn't my, my life changed in this area? And, you know, wah, 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 wah. And, and the Lord told me, he says, well, that word is in your heart. There, uh, you, you put word in your heart that would produce the harvest to supply that need met in that area that has fallen short. Yeah. The word is in your heart, you have it, but you haven't taken the time 
to germinate it and allow it to grow to produce that need met in that area of your Amen. life. Amen. And yes. right there I went, wow. Ouch. Take that, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get to, you could turn it upside down and say, Mom. Say mom. You know, I mean, <laughs> wow, you see, it, it, isn't it interesting that when I was complaining, when I was whining, when I was questioning God, why is this area still anemic in my life? I'm actually, what am I really doing? I'm putting the blame on Him. Yes. Wow. Man, that's not a good place to be. Oh, that's not a good place, you know? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? You said this, yada, 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 yada. But then he said in a very nice and sweet tone in my heart. Now, I'm not saying I heard a voice, but you know that was an inner knowing. It was a witness with his spirit and Amen. my spirit. Yes. And it came up to my mind in a knowing. And he was showing me that he had already done his part. And I only had done part of mine. I had the word in my heart. But you see, I hadn't acted on it by faith. And therefore, that seed did not germinate. That seed did not produce the harvest that I needed. And then he spoke to me one other thing in that same time. He says, how many other people are like you? How many other people have a knowledge of something I've provided for them through their understanding of the Word of God? How many others right now have the capability of producing a harvest in their life in that area of need that they have, but yet they just haven't acted on the Word? You know, it's that way with salvation. Now, I'm trying to get somewhere. We're not going very fast, and, but you're still with me, right? Yep. You're still at 1 Peter 1.23. Here's what he showed me. 1 Peter 1.23, it says that we've been born again, meaning that we received a heavenly birth in our spirit with the word of God, which is incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever now what the lord showed me in that in that instance and, and who knows maybe we'll just close here because i'm having a hard time going forward i haven't even got to where i wanted to start this morning but anyway now you know what it's like to live uh, with me so anyway awesome. you understand what, what my wife puts up with the lord showed me he says that there are just a multitude of people that have the word of God concerning salvation. And that word is in their heart. They believe that the word of God is exactly that. It's word sent to us, the words of God sent to yeah. the world. Number two, they, they believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. They believe that he is God in the flesh, that he's 100% God, he's 100% man. They believe that he died on the cross to bear away the sin, that sin nature, that separation we had from God when he was hung on the cross. And that he represented us there on the cross. They believe that he, that he died. They believe that he was buried. 
They believe that on the third day that God raised him from the dead. And they have all the knowledge of the word and those seeds in their heart. <clears throat> but yet that word is dormant. That word is not activated. It's like those seeds that were in the tomb of that Pharaoh. Those seeds were buried with the body of that Pharaoh. But they had all the creativity required to produce. But that seed had to be activated. That seed had to be germinated. That seed had to be acted on. And there are many people out there right now that have salvation seeds. They have words from God, from the Bible concerning salvation. And they believe that word and they have it in their heart and yet they haven't acted on it. They don't know how to activate it. See, they think if they just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that they'll shall be saved. But that word believe has two parts to it. That word believe talks about believing what God has said. But then the other side of to believe means to act on that which you believe. Years ago, we had a, a family uh, member of ours that, uh, well, she, uh, she had an incurable disease, and the doctors did everything that they could uh, for her. And uh, I just felt in my heart that I, I needed to, to go and visit her before she went home, uh, until she went through the other side, I guess we should say. And I wasn't, I didn't have evidence that she had ever received Jesus as her savior. I knew that she knew about God. I knew that she loved God. I know that she went to church. But you know, how many of you know those things are good and right and proper, but that doesn't, that's not what gets us saved. Come on. And so I traveled back uh, to Philadelphia and uh, I went to visit her and, you know, she was kind of the patriarch of her family. Um, and so she was a very outspoken individual. And I remember they had brought home a hospital bed and she was living uh, on, in, that, in that bed, in her bedroom. And so I had the opportunity just to go up and just talk to her with the, the bedroom door closed and we could just have a, a, you know, a heart-to-heart -heart talk. And I had found out that she was just like me before I received Jesus. She believed in Jesus. She knew that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. She knew that whoever believeth on him should not perish, but have, ever, have everlasting life. And I asked her, have you ever acted on that? Did you ever ask Jesus into your heart? The Bible says that you've got a call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. It tells us to as many as receive him, does he give them power to become the sons or the children of God. The Bible says that if, you, if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says in the 10th verse that with the mouth, by confessing Jesus as Lord, your confession creates 
salvation. And I asked her about it. And she says, no, I just thought I had to believe in him to be saved. And I said, would you like to receive him now and to be born again? Exactly what I did not too many years before that. And she says, yeah, let's do it. And right there in the privacy of her bedroom, she cried out to Jesus. She asked him to come into her heart. And she was gloriously resurrected in her spirit. She was born again. Her past was erased. And then she had qualified herself that when her spirit left her body, that she would go into the presence of her Lord. Because she did what he told her to do in order to receive eternal life. You see, like me, she had that seed of salvation in her for decades. 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 But it was dormant. That seed needed to release its creativity. And that's what faith does. Faith releases that creativity that's in that seed to produce what that word seed is there to create. And so that's why we need a seed to meet a need in our life. You've got to find the seed that's going to create what you need. And you've got a whole sack of them right here. But we've got to get the seed. Well, you know, I think that's it for this morning uh, with this installment of uh, prayer school. But, you know, I I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask uh, someone out there. Do you know that you're on your way to heaven? Can you remember that moment in time? that you believe that word concerning Jesus that you had in your heart, and then you activated it, you germinated it, you caused it to produce eternal life in your being by inviting Jesus Christ into your life. Now, if you're not sure, then I can tell you that you never have. You know, I, I know when I... When, when I let somebody into my house. If someone knocks at the door, I have to willfully open that door to let them into my house. The same is true about Jesus. He says, behold, I stand at the door. That door is our heart. And he says, I'm knocking. And he's asking for us to open that door of our heart and let him in. If you haven't done that, what do you say we do it right now? What do you say we act on that word that we already have in our heart? So you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You believe that he died for your sins. You believe that God buried him and caused him to be brought to newness of life through resurrection. You believe that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Now we're just going to ask him to come in and be our personal Savior. Let's do it right now. I said let's do it right now. We're going to pray a prayer. My, my wife's going to repeat it after me. You repeat it as well. But believe it, and it will come to pass. Amen. Let's bow our heads. 
Say this, Father in heaven. Father in heaven. I believe in your son. I believe in your son. Jesus. Jesus. You are the son of the living God. You are the son of the living God. You are the word made flesh. You are the word made flesh. You died for me. You died for me. On the cross. On the cross. You were buried for me. You were buried for me. In hell. In hell. And you were raised from the dead for me. you were raised from the dead for me. Therefore. Therefore. You've provided salvation for me. You provided salvation for me. You said. You said. Whosoever. Whosoever. Shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Shall be saved. Jesus. Jesus. I'm calling on you now. I'm calling on you now. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you now. I receive you now. As my Savior. As my Savior. And I call you. I call you my Lord. My Lord. I thank you for coming into me now. I thank you for coming into me now. I'm now saved. I'm now saved. I'm now a new creature. I'm now a new creature. I've been born again. I've been born again. My past is forgiven. My past is forgiven. And my future. And my future is brand new. Is brand new. And when I leave this earth, when I leave this earth, by being separated from my body, by being separated from my body. I will go up. I will go up. My spirit will go to you. My spirit will go to you. Because Jesus. Because Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. Now just thank lift you up Lord. your hands and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe yes. I'm saved now. Yes, I believe. According I believe to your word. Glory. I'm saved now. I'm saved now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you did that this morning. That's the most important thing that any individual can do on this earth because it not only impacts our now, but it prepares and secures our future and all of eternity. So congratulations. You can contact us here at the church if you prayed that prayer for the first time. We'd be more than happy to send you some material to help you to begin growing in the things of God And just understand that it'll be up to you as this new creature in Christ to keep feeding that inward man with the word of God. So you're going to need a good pastor. You're going to need a good church. And you'll have to bring yourself under the sound of his voice and you will grow. The Bible says to desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us. Yes, thank you. You guys are awesome. We love you. God bless you.